Welcome to Red Ring Podcast, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. I'm your host, The Crow Show. Just a friendly reminder, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, among others. And I just learned on Spotify, you can now leave a star rating. So please, please, please leave a five-star rating. And on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and a review. It helps me out a great deal when it comes to the algorithm. So we have a fair amount to talk about today. So we're going to start out talking about some news on the game. And in a previous episode, I talked about how I'm going to pose a question to you, the community, and I'll give you my own answer. That question is... What are some changes you'd like to see in Dead by Daylight? After that, we'll finish off with some mailbag questions. Thankfully, we got a bunch of them in the Discord. If you have any questions, please, please, please join the Discord. There'll be a link in the show notes that'll take you to all my socials. The Discord is in there. So be sure to join the Discord, leave any questions, and I'll answer them. And then we'll wrap things up. How does that sound? So getting into the news, uh, the lunar event starts January 25th through February 8th. So as of this recording, it should be live. In the lunar event, there are firecrackers on generators and hooks. So when you fix a generator, kind of pops and crackles and it'll play a little bit of fireworks and firecrackers. It's actually pretty cool. And on some of the hooks, I don't know if it's all of them. I can't remember. I think it's just some of them. When you hook a survivor, firecrackers will go off. Some fireworks will go off. It's pretty cool. There are going to be some lunar offerings. So you can collect blood points in game. So you bring it as you would any other offering. And I believe they show up as envelopes in the game and you interact with them. You get bonus blood points. Behavior did release a trailer for the Lunar event. And as far as I can see, there are new cosmetics coming for Clown, Nurse, The Artist, Trapper, Jane, David, Kate. There also uh, appear to be event toolboxes. There might be event event flashlights as well and i believe there's firecrackers as well that function much like a flashbang you throw them to the ground and you can blind the killer and if you're advanced enough you'll get a a save with that firecracker there are also lunar charms for killers and survivors starting on january 26 the new tome arrives with new cosmetics for pig and tab and from the looks of it it, it also the, the new tome will also include voiceover from tobin bell the man who voices the jigsaw character i want to play a game that wasn't him that was just me <laughs> i want to play a game Anyway, uh, the tome will also probably more than likely include challenges for Pig and Tap. So you want to make sure you'll have some decent perks on both. And I just want to give a quick reminder on Pig Traps. There are, there, I've noticed some confusion out there in the community. The traps don't activate until a generator is repaired. Once a generator is repaired, the trap will activate. You'll hear some beeping, and on your portrait, you'll see a timer going on the pig's trap. The timer does pause if the pig is chasing you. And if the pig puts a trap on your head after all generators are fixed, you can escape the trial without dying to the trap. But if the trap is active and you're trying to escape out the exit gate, you will die. <laughs> so just a friendly reminder on how pig traps work. The mid-chapter update goes live January 25th, probably as of this recording, uh, as you're listening to this. We don't have the final patch notes just yet. All we have are the notes for the PTB. There's going to be a beta tab that allows you to toggle the new wiggle meter. That's skill checks instead of the current wiggle controls, as well as toggling um, toggle your binding for actions like running and fixing gins. You will receive 20,000 bonus blood points for enabling these features for 10 trials. So you'll definitely want to check it out, see if you like it, and if you don't like it, turn it off after 
you get your bonus blood points. I'll be really curious if they release Boilover in its current state. In the PTV, Boilover received a buff. Killers don't see hooks for within 16 meters. And if a killer falls from great height, the survivor gains an additional 25% wiggle progression. Now, this won't be a meta perk. I talked about that with Kyle TG. But it will be abused by bully squads, making it next to impossible to hook a survivor depending on where the survivor gets put in the dying state. So let's say you take the killer to Haddonfield and you go down in the dying state on top of a balcony. There's no other way for the killer to take you. They must fall down. If the if you have a friend with breakout, which allows you to wiggle out quicker, it makes it next to impossible to get that survivor on a hook. Again, this isn't something that'll fly in solo queue, but people on comms, in a group, they'll be able to abuse that like crazy. Another major update happening in the mid-chapter update is the Bubba face masks are getting removed from the game. That's Dwight, Claudette, Meg, and Jake Park. So anyone who has played Bubba prior to the mid-chapter update will get 6,000 iridescent shards in compensation. And again, it's a good move. Removing those masks is a good idea. End of story. So at the opening of the show, I promised you I'd ask you a question. What are some changes you'd like to see in Dead by Daylight? What are things that bother you and how would you fix it? Stuff like that. Now, just a friendly reminder, since the last dev Q&A, they hinted at making Borrowed Time base kit for survivors. So it sounds like the developers are making plans to balance face camping and tunneling and whatnot. They said Decisive Strike will not be base kit, but the, it sounds like they're considering Borrowed Time. I have a few ideas. Some things I'd love to see changed in this game. I don't think it'll ever happen, but these are my suggestions. If any of the devs happen to listen, open up your ears, write some notes down. Exit gates. I want to see the exit gate progress regress when survivors stop opening the gates. This will not allow survivors to quote unquote 99 the exit gates. Once it, right now, when all the generators are fixed, survivors will go to the exit gate and start opening them. And just a moment before the exit gate opens, they'll stop. This allows survivors to ensure everybody gets out safely, everybody off hooks, get everybody healed. It gives them a lot of time. I think the game would be more exciting and less powerful for survivors if the gate open progression regressed after survivors stopped working on it. Think about it. Let's say you open it and you get the exit gate to 99. You release it, and that meter starts going down. That would allow killer endgame builds to be more viable. Now, the perk No Way Out is already a very strong perk, and is it is a big part of the current meta. I think that's because killers know that survivors are absolute demons on generators and can fix them super fast. But maybe this kind of change would allow perks like Blood Warden, Blood Warden to see more use. Maybe even fire up. The way survivors are slamming through gens, um, endgame builds are out there. You know, Noed is getting some use out there. But I just, I really want to see more things happening during the endgame collapse. Because currently what's happening is a killer gets somebody on hook. Sometimes it's that survivor's first hook or their second hook. They know the exit gates have been 99'd. So all they do is they, they proxy slash face camp that one person on hook. Three survivors run in. They dive bomb the hook. They get their person off. One of them has borrowed time. All of them get out safely, all because the exit gate was 99. Imagine how exciting it would be if they had to maybe just open the gate and then do all of those actions. I suspect in those scenarios, it would all play out the same anyway. 
but the slight chance that Kellers might be running Blood Warden, I think, would be maybe a little bit more fun. More balancing changes I'd like to see. Boon Circle of Healing. It's currently reduced to 75% healing speed. Uh, prior to the mid-chapter update, it was 100% healing speed. Boon Circle of Healing still requires a nerf. I'd like to see the healing speed go down to at least 50% and reduce the range. I'd like to see the range reduced. Oh, also, in its current state, the benefits of Boon Circle of Healing can extend across multiple floors. So whether you're above it, above the, the boon, or below it, you can heal all the same. Here's what I'd like to see. Let's reduce the range of boons to 16 meters. So you have to be within 16 meters to heal yourself or a friend at 50% speed. And make it so survivors need to be on the same level. They won't be able to heal below the boon or above it. So that would prevent survivors from using the boon on multiple floors. I'd also like to see this. Make blessing a boon work like blast mine. That requires survivors to fix a full generator before they can bless a totem. This makes it so that boons cannot be blessed an infinite amount of times. That takes care of that problem. Because once you've fixed all the gens, guess what? Once those boons are gone, they're gone. Boons are a real problem in this game. And they do require a further nerf. And the proposed changes take care of that. Now, if we're nerfing survivor perks, we do need to make some changes or nerfs to killer perks. Hex Undying and Hex Ruin, I've been the biggest hater on those perks for months. Basically, since their inception. Hex Undying, here's how I'd change it. Remove the ability to read survivor auras completely. It's way too much free information. And it's extremely powerful early game. Being able to see survivors when they walk in the general area of a dull totem is beyond ridiculous and hex ruin make it so that hex ruin expires after 10 minutes in a trial no matter what 10 minutes goes by boom it's gone it just disappears most trials only last maybe five to ten minutes anyway i've been in games earlier tonight for example where hex ruin stays up for 15 to 20 minutes and either the survivors cannot find the hex or the killer is just really great at defending their hexes. Hex Ruin can single-handedly carry killers, and it's one of the most frustrating win conditions. Some maps like Larry's, Swamp, and the game can be very hard to find totems. So if Hex Ruin goes away after 10 minutes, that takes care of that issue. That's all for my proposed changes I'd like to see. Those are pretty big changes. They'll never, ever see the light of day. But the current meta is super boring. Survivors have too many second chance perks in the form of Circle of Healing, Dead Heart, Decisive Strike, Borrowed Time, Unbreakable, Soul Guard, Med Kits, and countless others. And the current gen slowdown meta is also boring. While searching for Hex Ruin and Hex Undying, it's common to lose a survivor in that process or have at least one person on death hook. And once you finally cleanse Hex Ruin and Hex Undying, hey, the game can finally start and the killer's off to a huge, huge head start. It's an especially tough combo to, to face in solo queue. I play solo queue about 95% of the time because you cannot communicate with your teammates. I ran into a solo queue where I cleansed four totems before I got Ruin and Undying. They got mad at me. They said I wasn't doing anything. They said I kept running the killer over to them. We went up against a Blight who had Ruin, Undying, Tinkerer, and Barbecue and Chili. So he was getting people on hooks, getting great information with Barbecue. And these solo queue teammates, bless their hearts, they were trying to fix the generators. But once they hit, I think, 75% Tinkerer proc. So Blight would just run to that generator 
chase them off, and then the djinn regresses. Trying to power through Ruin and Undyne while Blight has Tinkerer is not a smart thing to do. <laughs> it ended with a lot of frustration at the end of the game, and that Blight was single-handedly carried by two perks. So yeah, those are the changes I'd love to see. Again, I don't think they'll ever, they'll ever happen, but... Boon Circle of Healing definitely requires more of a nerf. It's currently still way too strong. Okay, I promised you I'd get into some mailbag questions. And again, I received these questions on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. Click that link for my socials and the Discord's in there. Be sure to join. Talk about DVD. Talk about your food. Talk about Twitch streaming, uh, post some memes, and also there's a section there for this podcast. You can talk about the episodes, or you can ask mailbag questions, which I'll answer here when I get enough questions. And thanks everybody for sending me questions. It, it really helps me get some extra content in this podcast. So Pickle asks, what what's your favorite I'm going to have fun build and why? Right now on Survivor, I'd have to say Inner Healing, Overcome, Quick and Quiet, and Lucky Break. It's Scott Jones' build. Basically what you do is you take a hit, you get a lot of distance with Overcome, and you quick vault into a locker with Quick and Quiet, making no sound, and then you heal fast with Inner Healing, provided that you cleansed a totem prior to this action. All the while, you leave no scratch marks and no blood thanks to Lucky Break. It's a silly getaway build that does take away precious totems for, from your team, but it's a lot of fun. It's really hard for killers to find you, depending on like the way the map is laid out. I've definitely had it backfire on me, but those were in some really bad maps where you're practically playing on a freaking soccer field and there's nowhere to run. It's just one quarter of the map is a dead zone. Pickle also asks, uh, if you could change something about DBD, what would you do? I kind of answered it earlier. Nerf boons, nerf slowdown perks, hex ruin, and hex undying. They're currently the least fun aspect of the game. Uh, oh, eliminate MMR. Let's get rid of it. It's fake anyway. It's total bullshit. The system is stupid. Get rid of MMR. Doesn't work. Dino asks, what's worth more to you in a DVD match? Eight hooks or one kill? Now, when you have eight hooks, you're, you presumably have every survivor on death hook. You've played very fair. And in that case, you're probably going to lose. <laughs> I definitely like to go for as many hooks as I can, so I'll take eight hooks all day. If I only got one kill, like a 1k, I probably got bullied. Maybe I'm a bubba. I have one person in the basement, and that was my only hook for the game, and that's happened to me a lot of times. Right now, while I play killer, I do like to just focus on chases, trying to down people. If I can quote-unquote win the game, I'll go for that. But for the most part, I just like working on mechanics for each killer that I'm using. So I'll take eight hooks all day. Dusty Mac Gaming, welcome to the community. Uh, Dusty Mac asks, how do I deal with the stress of bullies and people who come to my stream just to bring hate? I've said this before. I'll say it again. I don't give those people the reaction they want because that would give them power over me. That's why I think it's comical when killers get upset with me for, you know, tactical crouch in a game, a tactical flashlight blink. That actually makes them upset. And why? Do you really want to hand the keys to your emotions over to me, a guy playing Dead by Daylight and streaming it, trying to entertain? You know, I, I typically have anywhere between 20 to 30 people on my channel watching. These actions are fun. I love taunting killers. And uh, if somebody wants to come and 
bring that emotion after the trial is over. I'll just ban them. They want attention. There's no point in keeping them around. No good can come from that. So if people do, quote unquote, try to bully me or bring hatred to my channel, I just get rid of them. And honestly, there's not much that can come out of the endgame chat. Which leads me to my next question. Dino asks, what if they removed the endgame chat? I think that's a really good idea. Again, very little good comes out of that. People look at other people's profiles anyway. People see the Crow Show, and for console players, they only see, I, I believe, a globe icon. So I've actually received hate messages on my Xbox profile as well from people who are like, uh, boring killer, proc face camps all the time, and <laughs> easy chases, easy win, and all these random messages I didn't get until months after the fact because they were looking at my profile on Xbox. People do it on Steam. They click the profile. I know some of my friends have their profile set to private for this reason. I keep mine open. I actually do receive a lot of hate messages on my Steam profile. I received one today from an entitled blight who is mad that he won. I'll repeat. I received a hate message from an entitled blight who is mad that he won around versus me. Make it make sense, man. Like, <laughs> this community is so bloody entitled. It's ridiculous. So if they remove endgame chat, I would not be sad. I would not miss it one little bit. That's all the uh, mailbag questions we have for this week. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for sending questions in. And again, if you want to ask questions, join the Discord. There'll be a link in the show notes. And with that, we can wrap up this episode. You can find me streaming on Twitch every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and on Saturday mornings. That time is yet to be determined, but I do want to stream in the mornings on Saturday so I can reach more of an audience. I can reach more people in the, on the East Coast, various European countries, etc. And a friendly reminder, I'm on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Just look up The Crow Show. And again, I'll leave links in the show notes that has links to all of my socials there. I'd very much appreciate some follows and, and subscriptions, especially on YouTube. I'm looking to post more content on YouTube. So I just want to thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you in the fog.